0: This week on Three Sides of the Coin, this could be our lifetime channel episode. Mm -hmm. And right, Tommy really opens up some personal feelings about a long-lost piece of Kiss art he created back in 1978 that he just randomly stumbled across in a store. He created it. Brings them right back, and we go right back to our childhood memories. That's everything this week on Three Sides. This is
1: three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS.
2: I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to
1: Three Sides of the Coin.
2: Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support.
0: Hey, Three Sides of the Coin. You, you got us fucking knuckleheads again. We're still here. We haven't given up. Sorry for some of you. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> we're just laughing at ourselves today. Basically, before we hit the record button, we've just been laughing at ourselves. And, you know, we've said it before. you got to be able to laugh at yourself if you're 50-plus years old following a band that wears makeup and high heels. There you go.
1: <laughs> go. And we're on what episode? How many? This
0: is episode five hundred. I don't know. We're
1: getting close to five hundred and fifty. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. The three, the three of us, we're fucking losers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although this is a special Thursday edition.
0: Yeah, we have had to we move we moved from traditionally recording on Tuesdays to Wednesdays, and then we moved from Wednesday to Thursday of this week because well. Mark made the request, and we do everything to accommodate Mark.
1: (laughs) Ten minutes in, have I had any route problems yet? I was just going to say,
0: it almost looked like you froze there for a second. No,
1: Uh, I freeze, You let me
0: know. No, we won't. We're just going to leave you sitting there in silence the whole time, (laughs) yelling at the camera that we can't Uh hear. (laughs) Um, All right, so... Um, I know we promised that this week we were going to discuss and play the Bruce Fairburn interview. That's been bumped back to next week. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but with the change of everything that was going on this week, um, we just wanted to give it the full attention. So we're, we're bumping that back to next week. Um, this week. Yeah, I, I hate to say this to all of our listeners, but I'm giving you a fair warning. Tommy's kind of leading this week's discussion. So it's we'll probably be, be, it'll be interesting. It'll it's probably, Tommy I was going to say, I was going to say it's going to be potentially be pretty lame, but you know, we contractually, we have to allow Tommy to do one show a year on whatever he wants. And uh, this is his one show a year that he gets to do whatever he wants. Which probably means he's not going to want to read any comments, right?
2: No, that's not true. I have comments. Oh, baby. Mm
0: -hmm. Go for it.
2: Okay. This is on our current episode that dropped about storage tub filled with KISS audio tapes. And what do we find inside, if I'm not mistaken? I think that's the latest one that dropped. Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. So I'm already ahead of the game.
0: Um, Oh, don't give yourself so much credit there, dude. Jesus.
2: What do you want me to say? All right. Your job.
0: Your job. That's it. That's all we want you to do. Nothing more. Atlantic
2: Milk Lord 4049. You guys have been on a serious roll for a number of weeks now. Thank you for sharing some of your collection, Michael. Love this stuff. Love stuff like this. So he's either saying we normally totally suck or he's just happier with these particular.
0: I was going to say we've been on a roll for over 10 years. We have not had a dud episode and we can. We started over 10 years ago at the top of the pack, and we are still at the top of the pack of KISS podcasts. Nobody approaches us. There we go. That should fire everybody up for the rest of the show.
2: <laughs> you want to add was anything going else, with else just... former. <laughs> <laughs> um John uh, Michelski 3402 said at one point Tommy explains that he's prepared himself with a beer loaded with a shot. And by 35, it's apparent that Tommy, 35 minutes, it's apparent that Tommy's become lovable, shall we say, softened up. Keep up the good work, lads. That could very well be.
0: Keep like drinking, said, Tommy.
2: These two are so much more interesting when I have a beer and a shot.
0: <laughs> and, you, and you, you know, the, that, that comment reminds me, we still have to schedule our drinking game episode with the yes. double grooved creatures of the night. But Lisa has to partake in that oh oh, a hundred percent Lisa has you know. to be here and it's and it's totally doable now because I now have my vinyl my my record player is right behind me so I can easily be dropping the needle on a double groove and we can pick what song's gonna play and if we get it wrong, you take a drink but yes, Lisa has to be part of this and and she can't be drinking white claw no she
2: has she'll be have to drink beer. Or are we actually no real shots?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's either got to be real beer or real alcohol. Yes.
2: Um, Dude 93 asked a question I'm not really sure about. Baltimore, 1989, a Paul Stanley solo show, question mark. Hot in the Shade came out in late 18, or 1989, but they did, the band did not tour until 1990 for it. So I don't know if he was correcting something we said.
0: Well, I, I showed a tape that just said Baltimore, 89, and I'm like, I have no idea what the context is of this. He's probably right. Yeah, that could be a Paul Stanley solo. Most like
1: it, it has to be.
0: Yeah, well,
2: it makes sense. And then Metal Greg uh, NY75 said, "Mike, the Diamond Dallas Page is probably an interview slash press for Dale Torberg for the Demon Wrestler and Kiss playing on WCW Monday Nitro."
0: Um, I know it's not that because I, I met diamond dallas page at the monday nitro event and i got to know the co-author of his book that he had, was just releasing at that point in time i'm guessing i just did an interview to help him promote his book and talk a little bit about kiss um but again it's on a dat tape so that's probably going to be one of the last ones i get digitized right. i just to update people i've got about 20 20 tapes i've digitized so far and i highly encourage everybody if you haven't already subscribed to my youtube channel the youtube channel where you watch three sides do that yeah because i'm brain. now going to be at least once a week dropping new videos off of what I've digitized. like I've already put up there a Gene Simmons Paul Stanley interview from Creatures of the Night Area era where they reviewed the album track by track. I put a Eric Carr interview from the UK in 1984 on the Animalized tour. I just put up yesterday, I think it was or the day before, um, a bunch of reunion, Radio tour ads from Chicago. I've got a Peter Chris interview from 1988 ready to go. And I've got the Vinnie Vincent invasion live in Oakland, California, um, 1988.
2: So those are the, all
0: queued up, ready to go.
2: How long until the dead guy tries to uh, get it all to-
0: Well... I don't know for sure because, first of all, none of this is video footage.
2: Well, he likes making false claims just in general.
0: These are all audio-based. So Vinnie Vincent is a crowdsourced concert recording, which I'd be more surprised if the label or whoever owns Vinnie's music at this point in time might, might do something about that.
2: So download it fast.
0: All, all, all the other interview stuff are either interviews I've done Good luck trying to claim ownership of my original interviews Mm -hmm. or interviews that fans have done for fanzines or radio stations they've worked with and sent it to us Um, like I've got a tape here that. um, The radio station in Chicago rock 103.5 at the time, I think they were the blaze had an interview with Gene and Paul. Promoting the Psycho Circus tour, promoting the Psycho Circus album. Um, radio station sent me this stuff. So, oh, I know. Like if,
1: you, if you need, because I really think that Creatures of the Night one really needed some cleanups. I've got friends of mine that would. Could you? I'm that, that, I'm
0: I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to send you the raw. Um,
1: yeah, send us audio the raw files because some because some that that the, it needed to be cleaned up. Oh yeah,
0: no, I you know, and and let me tell everybody, you know, because some somebody was like, oh, you know, why aren't you using professional equipment? I'm like, buy me the professional equipment, and I'll do it. I mean, otherwise, I am using, literally,
1: yeah, that's that's
0: this this little device, um, you know. Now keep in mind, yeah, it's not the best recording device, but also keep in mind these source tapes are the tapes themselves are approaching like 40, 40 years old. And some of these are tapes from record shows and tape traders, which are probably to start with third or fourth generation recordings. Um, I've already had one tape start to get chewed up because it was bad quality tape. Mm-hmm. So I'll I, I, I'm happy to send it, see what you can do. Um, I'm just saying source material here is leaving a lot to be desired.
1: Well, I mean, anything post, you know, 1988 should be because the quality, especially when you get started, started to get into dad players and stuff, it, you know, um,
0: I think the DAT tapes will be great quality.
1: Yeah. Some of these but, cassette
0: I mean, tapes are going to be, and, and, you know, and I can tell you looking at them. Like some people sent me stuff on great quality Maxell tapes, and other people sent me stuff on shitty realistic tapes yeah. that you buy for fifty cents back in the day.
1: No, just I'm, because just as a you no, know, I'm I'm yes, we're all on a podcast, but we're all fans. I I would have loved to have heard the. I was really excited to hear the the Creatures of the Night one, but it just the quality. You know I know certainly is, and, and you do. know and
0: and and maybe somebody can run some levels on it and drop some of the yeah, off in the background noise off. And, and,
1: yeah take get the background noise and boost the signal you would have it would have been better than it was sure. it's, and look it's it's garbage in garbage out and I'm not I don't mean that in a negative way but that's the way a recording is but there are yeah. some things you can do to you know again and and'm and I'm,
0: I'm just telling our listeners you know I will send some of the stuff that Mark wants to him to see what he can do, but I'm not spending any time tweaking audio. It's literally a duplicate of the audio that's on that tape because more than anything, I want to get it to a digital file just to preserve it forever as opposed to, you know, in another 10 years, these tapes might open them up and they're just fucking falling to dust and they're gone forever and and i don't i don't know you know what cool stuff is in here and that's why i want to get it i want to get it all recorded digitally Mm -hmm. and then yeah we can adjust it we can tweak it we can fix it if whatever is possible but you know I'm, i'm finding this fun i'm finding this fun to see this stuff
1: yeah what i was saying though is as a kiss fan I think an interview like Creatures of the Night, because that was before Gene checked out. Yep. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if if you get an interview with Gene and Paul about crazy nights, and I'm not picking on the record, depending, it doesn't matter if you think it's the greatest record or it's not the greatest record. Gene didn't care. Gene was just, if if the Gene was doing an interview during that period, it was almost a, a Contractual thing, like I, well, I it, was, to... it was it was
0: it was the canned answers mm-hmm. that every one of us as a fan could answer on gene 's behalf,
1: yes, whereas during creatures he's still he still trying yes yeah. um yeah. and and that 's why I think an interview of that magnitude meant more um, and
0: and 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 honestly, I am more interested in in old interviews i 'm discovering from the 70s which i didn 't do they were part of the tape trading network. And interviews from the early 80s, like yes. 84 and earlier, because what is really fun, like what is fun about listening to that Creatures one, is hearing them say stuff. And now, 40 years later, we're going, that wasn't the case. That was, I mean, like, you know, we posted, the, I posted the teaser of Gene and Paul saying the reason they didn't tour for three years from Dynasty to Creatures of the Night, it's because the band didn't feel like touring. They just didn't want to tour. And, and, you know, back in 1982, we might have believed that as gullible fans. But in 2023, we know the
1: truth. You know, just, that there was inner band memos that said, you need a you guitar player. You can't player.
0: tour. You don't have a guitar player. You can't tour. I mean, so it's fun listening to the the hiss spin from the early 80s when we can we can now critique it 40 years later and go, no, we can read right through that spin. But it sure sounded great back then. So, yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's the interesting stuff that I'm hoping to find. Like, you know, the the Peter Chris interview from 88, who I and I don't know who was interviewing him, asked him about, well, do you think there'll ever be a chance of a, a reunion and putting the makeup back on? And Peter was like, no, I just don't ever see that happen. I don't I I can't imagine that's ever going to happen. And, you know, he's also talking about how his relationship with Ace is not the best anymore. You know, and it's, and I shouldn't say it's not fun. It's quite interesting to hear those comments in those moments of time and go, well, 88, you could never see it happening again. But, you know, 96 was happening. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting to see the comments from each of these guys individually when they do these interviews about what was going on in their head. So,
1: right, who's, if, who's, if, going, who's putting up the fucking thumbs up, thumbs down? I
0: don't, don't know what this. that is. I don't I know am, what that is. That's some new freaking zoom feature here that I don't like. If I yeah. do a thumb,
1: is it like showing? What, there the, it is.
0: I don't know. Zoom, Zoom sees me give a thumbs up and then it puts a thumbs up on the, on the screen. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, fucking shit. Can't you just record us and stop putting all this fancy shit in here? No. Uh, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. Subscribe on YouTube. Every week I plan on posting at least one new thing out of this depth of tapes that I'm, I'm converting. Some of it might not be so exciting. Some of it might be exciting. You know, I, I had one fan who's like, man, thanks for posting these concert ads from Chicago in 96. I went to those shows. These bring back memories for me. It's like, that's what this is all about for all of us. It's just like, I remember, or I never heard that radio ad. That's kind of a cool ad to hear. You know, it's, it's some interesting it's interesting stuff is what it is um all right so to- any more comments tommy yeah there was
2: one more i wanted to read and this one is from uh, Troy Master thirty three fifteen. I'm really looking forward to hearing the interview with Ber- with Bruce Fairborn that Michael has. You're in possession of some very cool recordings, etc. And I look forward to the future episodes ahead when you reveal these goodies to with us. Bring it on! Very excited to see and hear what is in this gold mine of Michael's.
0: Thank you. I mean that and. Honestly, that's the only reason I thought this would be a fun way to fill episodes where we don't have guests or topics. Right. Because all of my Kiss stuff that's been in storage for decades is now right below me in in the garage. And I could go down and there's probably, I don't know, a dozen boxes. Mm -hmm. More than that, if I count all the Kiss t-shirts I've got boxed up, I could Pick one box, unknown what's in it, just bring it up here for a recording and open it up and let's just see what kind of crap collectibles junk is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I've got stuff from the 70s. I haven't found the box yet, but I know I've got, you know, mm-hmm. like I've got a I've got a KISS model van kit. That's never been assembled. It's still got the stickers and parts are still on the plastic hubs and all that stuff. I've got 70s collectibles that I've kept. And then I've got all the crap I gathered when I worked with the merch company for years. Because they would, you know, like once a month, samples would get thrown into the lunchroom. And anybody in the company could come in and just pick samples. And I'd always go in there and whatever KISS stuff it was, I'd I'd grab it. I'd take it. Sometimes the um the 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 licensing guys would go, hey, you want this? And they might give me something. Here's a prototype of this, or here's here's a cool mock-up of something. And I I would take it. I threw almost all that stuff in boxes. There might be some really cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And the I know prototype. I got I, um, There might be a couple prototype items. Like I did show that prototype picture a few weeks ago of that canceled stamp thing. Um, I know somewhere I probably got some prototype packaging where the boxes are literally like cut out cardboard with color printouts pasted on the side to mock up what the packaging might look like um i think i've got some a few prototype shirts prototype hockey jersey a prototype hoodie um so yes there's some of that stuff somewhere in there just gotta find it just gotta find it god knows god knows what i'll find in some of those boxes could be cool could be a dud it's kind of like uh a grab bag episode. We don't know what you're getting. We're going to open the box and
2: be filled with hustlers.
0: Mark's hustlers that he's ha- has me keep for him. So Liz doesn't find them. Oh no. <laughs> no, Liz knows where they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing this. It's just for me, it's fun. It's fun to find this shit. Which is sort of going to segue into what Tommy's talking about. Because, you know, Tommy made a post a couple days ago that reminded me of when I found that report I wrote in junior high school on KISS. It's like it had been in storage for decades and decades. You, let's segue, you found something you thought was long gone, lost forever, right?
2: Right. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten about it. It's one of the hundreds of things I did as a kid, you know. And the reason I wanted to share it with all of you is, and this is really honestly, no disrespect, but this is this is aimed more towards the older listeners, and I mean the people who've listened longer, but people that are closer in, you know, our age group versus some of you younger, younger folk. So. I uh, went to a friend of mine's store, Mr. Zero's in Roseville, Minnesota collectible store, records, games. I took Mark in there once and um, real cool. Yeah. I went over to visit him when I'm in the area. You know, if I'm looking at houses or something, I'll swing by and hang out for a little while and talk Um, at any rate. So I was in there and we were talking about whatever and my phone rings and I answered. It was a client and so he's helping customers and stuff. So I just start pacing in the store. Normally I don't look in the store because I don't collect anything. You know, it's filled with everything you can think of. And as I'm talking on the phone to my client, I walked by this box in the back corner and on the box was this. Okay. I'm okay. Jesus Okay. On there was this. Now I it was just laying out and I walked right past it. But once I got past it, I'm like, God, that, that looks really familiar to me, you know, really familiar. And I kept on with my phone conversation. When I finished the conversation, I walked back to the corner of the store and picked this up. And I'm like, holy shit. This was a flyer that I hand drew in 1978 uh several of my friends and neighbors we decided to put on a kiss concert in our neighborhood we made the costumes out of cardboard and tinfoil we made a drum kit out of an old barrel and then we screwed um those coffee Folger coffee cans together for the drums and painted everything black and made a kiss logo and then we I think we made I want to say we made symbols out of like cardboard something like that we did the whole big thing and we invited everybody in the neighborhood well one of the things that we did was this flyer i made this flyer as a prototype and as you can see inside right here paul stanley ward harper gene simmons bill frickey ace fairly tom summers at the time we didn't have a peter chris who ended up being uh rick who lived next door to me and did then that's... Did,
0: did, did you end up getting eric singer
2: no uh-uh no eric was busy
0: so <laughs>
2: right here was going to be the song list, and we hadn't de- determined that yet. But the reason it said solo is because the solo albums had just come out. And we're like, well, maybe what we should do is a couple of tracks off of the solo albums. Now, granted, we were just lip syncing to the records, but we were lighting off. You well, know, how dare bombs. you lip
0: sync? It's supposed to be live, Tommy. I don't
2: know. We were in eighth grade. What do you want? So, I, but we were lighting off fireworks and smoke bombs and shit, and there was a bunch of people there, and I'm not overblowing this, that we had probably at least 20, maybe 30 people there to watch this performance, which lasted about probably 20, 30 minutes. Was best. it in a
1: driveway, Tommy? Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And the, uh, the garage door was open, and that's where we put the drum kit and we put seats out for everybody we went around the block and borrowed everybody's folding chairs so there was seats for everybody you know and everyone no picture huh no so picture. there's only one there's only one and i'm not in it but it's still great to have and it's posted on that uh on that um post so i'll forward the post to the three sides community so you guys can read it if you like but the thing that floors me is like even here Back in those days, because I was raised by Depression-era parents, you can see coded paper. My father worked for Northwestern Bell. So he'd bring home piles of this paper and this is what I draw on.
0: Yeah, it would would be like your art paper for, for the kids to use. Exactly,
2: and so as you can see, I taped two pieces together, which is what created this and um i just could not believe that it was there nor could could rick he at first he thought it was full of shit and i'm like open it up and oh there's my name but here's the freakiest part about the whole thing he had purchased a small collection he said that was just scraps like the guy had sold most of the stuff off and then he brought the rest the rest was a lot of opened magazines you know like the the circus centerfolds from the 70s or the 16 magazines a lot of that type of stuff and some some things like that anyways this must have been in there somewhere now how that ended up there i don't know all i can figure is this is something i wouldn't have gotten rid of only because it's something i did and it was so memorable for that particular day in my life when we did this. And it was really interesting because my friend Dave Moody, who is the singer in Hairball, was in the store digging through all that stuff. He must have been the one who pulled this out, set it aside, and it was literally just sitting on top of that cardboard box. So if Dave didn't look through those folded posters and because he was looking for stuff, this might still be sitting there. And all I can figure is I must have fallen in with a magazine or something, and whoever ended up with it never
0: threw it out; they kept it. So, 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 so let me let me ask you real quick: Did you? Is that the only one that you made, or did you make multiple copies of that flyer?
2: This is the original one, and then what we did is on the inside here, where we uh, put the songs. We someone we had someone type it in one that we had. Made because it changed a little bit from this. Right. But this was the beginning. And then we just had photocopies made, two-sided photocopies. And and, and, and Rick half. doesn't
0: remember the name of the person he bought this from?
2: No, uh-uh, he doesn't. Because people bring stuff in like that and sell it. And he's going to look back and see if he can find them.
0: I mean, wouldn't it? I mean, it seems to me that would have had to have come from somebody
1: you knew.
2: Know. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's that too, but apparently the way Rick tells it is he believes that the guy that was in here who sold the rest of that stuff was selling the collection for someone else, like maybe somebody's wife, because the actual person who owned it died. Okay. But I don't know if any of that's true, but I wanted to share this because to me, this took me right back to childhood and the wonderment of being a fan and and just remembering a, a spectacular time in my life that has... Long been since forgotten, and it's funny because I remember the day after, Pauline Larson, who was one of the older girls in uh, the neighborhood, came up to me and said how great she thought it was, and it was just absolutely spectacular. and oh. I'm just this dorky eighth grade kid, and here's this tenth grader who is like, I guess telling Mark, she looks like Marsha Brady, is really cute, and I'm just like, oh, this, this must be how they you're feel. like
0: groupie. <laughs>
2: Yeah, our groupie, our fan. No, she's just a very sweet girl. Anyways, so it it just was kind of like one of those things where you can't tell me that there isn't something uh, that's, how do I say it? It, God, that's all. This to me is like a, a small miracle that if you look for it, you'll find it. And I just think it's really important to never, ever give your childhood away. Because I think that that is what keeps you young. I was watching a an interview with George Harrison the other day, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, I'm finally getting to the age where I understand why older people don't feel old. The only thing that changes is your physical body. Yeah, we get arthritis, and people get sick and they, things happen. But your, your mind is still that
0: kid. Oh I know, I, I joke with people. I'm like, I might be 59 physically. But my body thinks I just graduated high school about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's all mental. You can mentally keep yourself young, and right. and honestly, I think I think kiss and rock and roll and music in general are a big help in making you feel young.
1: Yes, well, I that's, I, that's one of the reasons for collecting, isn't it? I mean, things that were you. I know everything. memories. It's memories. Yeah, direct. Oh yeah.
2: Result, well, oh, and I've just gotten so much positive feedback from this post because also too I cut I cut open a layer here and I I shared some personal things about myself that maybe many don't know or didn't know and that seemed to to really fuel a reaction because I I wanted to explain to people that you know you see this okay but it's not just about this this to me is the gasoline that makes the engine run essentially and that it's not just oh they're kiss fans or that you know they're music fans this is a really strong tie-in for me to my childhood in the same manner in which for some people they went fishing with their dads I mean like I know that Michael takes you know he would take a trip with his dad and his uncles and they'd go fishing up north because he'd been doing that since he was a kid you know others of you involved in sports or different bands or whatever it is but I really wanted people to think about as we get older how lucky we were to grow up when we did and that to basically just don't give up on that childhood person that you are. Because but, it's you
1: know,
0: like- I, I was going to say real quick, you you mentioned at the beginning, Tommy, this kind of appeals more towards our older fans. Yes. But the reality is everything you said can apply to the young fans now, just in the sense of you might only be 18 years old now. But you're going to be 50 years old before you know it. I mean, in oh, the blink absolutely. of in a blink of an eye. So, so what you're doing now? Don't just be so quick to throw it away.
1: That's a really give good up point. to to to, 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 give up,
0: to give to give up on it because uh, you know uh, when 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 over the last few years when I helped my parents move from Bloomington to a new house, then my mom moved from the house after my dad left. And then me going through all my boxes of personal items and KISS stuff, you open up a box and you just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. in a a split second, you see something and you're taken right back to that moment. Whether it's, it's something on KISS or it's a piece of music that takes you back or whether it's a flyer from a Holiday Inn in Nebraska that we had to stay at on a family vacation because the car broke down. It's like memories come rushing back, mm-hmm. and and I'm and, and I'm not saying necessarily keep every little thing because at the opposite end, my dad was that type of person. He kept literally every single thing, every receipt, every check stub, everything.
2: Pencils from winter, it, from the it, yeah. It's
0: it's it's a bitch. To clean out and throw that stuff away, but at the same time, some of it is really cool. I mean, like I found my parents' report cards from grade school. Yeah, well, I found it, I, I found my report cards from high school. I mean, it was just like, wow, oh, that's right. you know, my registration. Here's your schedule for this year. It's like that's. Kind of, you know, I didn't keep it for every single year, but this one year for whatever reason I did. The point is, those memories are really, I don't know, they're really special. And it's almost guaranteed it'll put a smile on your face when you see it for the first time in decades, thinking that you never kept it. That was long gone.
2: Well, yeah, and, and to your point, you're right. It is for the eighteen year olds. I guess what I was saying at the beginning where I made that comment was I was really kind of you just indulged it a little bit more about how special this really is. And don't let anybody tell you that wearing, you know, like the shirt that Mark is Mark is wearing. You no, know, this way, this way, that way, whatever.
0: Um Mark 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 is both ways. He... Hardly. <laughs>
2: Uh, but no i mean any more than you know mark wearing a shirt that you know he loves that's a band shirt i wear them too I, i guess what i'm trying to say is don't let people define who you are and what your passion is and what your love is based on what they think is right or wrong be who you are live your life it's just as i get older and i can't speak for either one of these guys but I thought about my mortality. I thought about how much time I have left because as you get older you start to think about those things and what I want to accomplish and what I want to do with, with the time I still have here. And the very first thing is is not live my life for anyone but me. So basically, a...
0: basically here's what I would say as you get older and for me it really hit me and became more apparent around 40 you just want to be happy. You just want to su- surround yourself with happy, happy yeah. people, yeah. happy music, happy shows, happy, whatever makes you happy is all you want to surround yourself with because you realize there's, you gain nothing by being unhappy, by being miserable, by giving in. And, and as you get older, yeah, all of it becomes even more and more important. You're just like, I don't give up. Crap, if my happiness is going to piss off every single person out there, my happiness, it's my life.
1: Deal with it. I have a unique thing that happened um, over the weekend, which, Michael, what you just said just really hit home. I went to my 40th uh, high school reunion. You know what everyone wanted to talk to me about? kiss really now keep in mind when i was there because i see you know it wasn't
0: the cool thing to talk about when you were in high school
1: the the same people and come here i had i had a great high school experience when i was there the people were all nice but it was like i remember when i went to the creature show and people jokingly busting my balls the next day because i wore my the night shirt um, and Wait, I'm thinking to myself, I, I literally had a dozen people want to talk to me about because also Kiss is going to be here in Detroit in two weeks. This was last weekend, and everyone's like, "Oh man, I see Kiss is coming. Are you going to go?" And blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, every one of you guys gave me shit for being a Kiss fan in high well, school. Do they know and about now, your podcast? All, and now you're all talking about wanting to go and i'm like see i michael what you just said is true. i never quit on the things that i like other people i've seen other people do that and i will tell you that's been a constant in my life i've never once like if if i like something i've always been proud of it and i'd always say to somebody Just because you don't like it doesn't mean I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah, but you were raised. But here's the thing, though: you were, you know, I don't know your folks.
2: Never got a chance to meet them. I wish I would have. But they seem to have raised. Someone with a lot of self confidence, maybe some of it was because of the Canadian thing going to school, all the different things you went through growing up. But you've got a lot more self confidence in that area than maybe a lot of other people. And there's a lot of people who love certain things that that they still love them, but they don't want to, they can't talk about them or they can't feel like they can express themselves because they'll be
1: someone who will give them a hard time, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, I'm trying to talk I, to I them more. I, I don't just. Uh, Look, without going, Hey, you look at me. Yeah, but that's right. I did. I had parents who were very encouraging. My mother was very, very encouraged. If I like something, <laughs> hey, you like it? And and again, you know, if it would have been something that was bad for me, she wouldn't have been supportive But well, she saw how she saw how happy kiss and music again. Oh, you like music here? Why don't you learn how to play an instrument? Why don't you know I me? Mean? You like you like these records here. Here you, you know what this is what keeps you happy. But it keeps many, you out of many, trouble. Not many people have that. That's all
2: I'm saying. You you know, I guess.
1: What, know you are. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm really fortunate that way that I did have folks like that because it wasn't until you get older that you realize that other people did. Right. You, well, and soon. You know,
0: I, I don't I don't and I don't want to take away from your your parents or what parents can do for kids. But for me personally, I feel like that self-confidence a lot of it came from kiss like listening to the lyrics in kiss songs listening to interviews by gene and paul Mm -hmm. where they would say do what you want to do don't let somebody else tell you what you your dreams are right or wrong you know I go back to, was it last week, a couple weeks ago, when I was going through the Foot Locker and I shared the um, newspaper clipping. I don't think you were on this episode, Tommy. I shared the newspaper clipping from Minneapolis where Gene did the interview and in the paper with, the, with Peters, brothers. Peter's Brothers. I, to this day, remember that interview and what Gene was saying hit me so hard of like, I'm not telling you my life is good for you. I'm just saying this is what I like to do. This is makes me happy. Don't let other people tell you how to live your life. And frankly, you know, if you listen and pay attention to enough lyrics and kiss songs, that's a common theme through many, many kiss songs is live your own life. Be happy. Don't listen to others. Follow your heart, you know, that, you know, listen, I mean, a lot of people will say like the song, my way off of crazy nights is just over the top, Uh, but that's an example. They're singing a song about living your life, your way, not his way, not her way, not their way, do it your way. So I can just speaking for myself, say, his has had a lot of influence and maybe more so for us, because, again, we grew up in an era where admitting you liked KISS brought a lot of heat on us as kids, And it took strength and confidence to admit back in the late 70s, early 80s, that KISS is a great band. I mean, you had to have confidence to stand up to all these fans who were loving Van Halen and Judas Priest and ACDC to say, "Oh no, Kiss is really good." You know, it took competence to do that, right? Well, oh that it. I liked
1: all of that. I liked all of that. So, I mean, it wasn't like because let's face it, we've all met those Kiss fans are like, "It's Kiss, and there's nothing else." Right? I was just as passionate about you know Nuge and Purple and Cooper and Sabbath. I, I yeah. loved all of that stuff. Well, who's the guy, by the way? Who's, uh, what Mike? Where are we at in the clock right now? clock. Yeah, I'm 654. No, no, no. How many minutes have we been recording?
0: Oh probably about 50 minutes.
1: Because I I haven't mentioned Aerosmith yet. Did you see the one guy always goes, (laughs) we're like 56 minutes and no Aerosmith mentioned yet. And Aerosmith too. So I was just as passionate about Aerosmith. So but that may that may have helped to some degree. Also being a musician may have helped because I would go Look, that part that Joey Kramer is playing from Aerosmith is no different than what Peter Chris is playing. You, you—if If you don't understand it, then that's on you. You're looking at the costume part of it. You're not listening, you know, there, that this is a right. cool drum part, too. So I, maybe I was able to diffuse some of that. Don't get me wrong. I got that in spades and the band that I spent the entire 80s with, I when i went to the first rehearsal i wore my creature shirt because i was dead set that if i was going to play in a band with musicians they had to they had to have at least appreciated kiss and i'll never forget when i walked in day one of rehearsal. like you like Kiss? cool we do we do deuce and i'm like i'm home you know (laughs) So, so no that's how important it was to me um you know to be proud not only to be a kiss fan but to proudly be one but if anyone ever tried to,
2: what's that but back in the day people didn't see that that didn't understand it and to this day they still don't cuz it's funny i have classmates who are like every time i see anything kiss i think of you you know and that story i was telling about even um lisa turner she was about 6 years behind me uh, roughly in our neighborhood, she came and she said, I remember that day. And she said, I was scared. I was so scared of what was going on there. Cause we had the makeup and the costumes and the fire and all this shit going, I shouldn't say fire smoke bombs and and bottle rockets and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, I'll never forget that. You know? And she's like, there was like, she's like half the neighborhood was there. I'm like, I know. And it's just cool to like hear someone else's perspective. Cause I don't remember that she was there. She was, you know, Scott's younger sister. I knew who she was. She lived down the block, and you know, but so many of the people that I went to school with, to your point with your reunion, they don't get it because they just look at it like, well, Kiss is a stupid band or Kiss is a band. How can you be? Pat- There's so much more to it than this. This is just the catalyst that makes everything awesome. So when you were at your reunion you said all these people want to talk to you about it. Do they want to talk to you about it because they know you're a fan or do they know about your podcast? Do they know, what do they know?
1: They wanted to talk about how cool, how much they liked them almost like to a degree, like, Hey, I know you like them and I know you were passionate about them. I, you know, I, I like them too. I don't want you to remember that I didn't like them back then because it was uncool but i'm with you i see the pictures i see they're impress- finding
0: somebody to admit their passions to yes yes
1: and and it, it was really liberating and really don't me wrong i had a great time um i've never really gotten into that into the show tommy knows again i, I had a really and i'm not going to get into it here this isn't the time or place but i had a really weird four years of high school, really weird. I went to boarding school. I went into another country. So high school was a very tumultuous time for me. And a lot of it had nothing to do with me. I was kind of just forced into certain things. So um, that was cathartic in a way. I'm like, yeah, but I was, I've always been that. That's just the type of personality I am. Much like I have no problem telling somebody on the show as you two have witnessed. Look, if you don't like Kiss, it's because you didn't listen to them, I mean, if you like this genre of music, if you like hard rock music, if you like Bad Company and Aerosmith and, you know, and Boyster Cult, and all, then there's no excuse not to like Kiss because I can tell you the song structures are very similar. The the tempos are very similar. It's the same kind of music. Sure, they're all different. Into, into, that's how come they're individual bands have individual sounds. But, you know, when you're listening to an album track off a of highway to hell, you can listen to an album track off of Love Gun. I mean, technically, it's very similar in a lot of ways. Loud guitars, steady 2-4 drums, you know, great choruses, re- repetitive choruses, subject matter. Those are all just facts. Those aren't my opinions, those are facts. And if you really want to enjoy music, you have to open your mind and you don't have to don't go, oh my God, this is a kitty band. You know, that's that's the way you approach people who say that KISS, you know, can't play. Well, they can play. And their record sales and their concert sales prove that. And but it's, 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 but I, I guess for me, and this is just my personal feeling, is it's
2: it's considered by so many people to be such an odd thing to be interested in. But really, I mean, I know people that collect, you know, glass
1: bottles from the 30s everything uh, but, you can think of they collect but Tommy let's go back to one of the things about Kiss White you you at home, where's my finger when you at home, you are listening to this how many friends do you have and, and even if they're like Facebook friends or community friends how many people do we talk to on a daily basis, monthly basis that we met through Kiss I'm going to tell you it's over half the people I talk to, oh, easy
0: my right. whole life is is due to KISS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. My no. child, my wife, you know, being in California, all 100% due to KISS. The three of us, due to KISS. Mm-hmm. Now, did I meet Tommy at a record show? Yes. But then he became my go-to guy to buy stuff at a record show why because he was a kiss fan because he was from bloomington because we shared a lot of common things that we did together in minnesota without even being friends it's all due to this band
2: and if we would have known each other in high school we would have been friends oh i mean for all i know i missed him in line for tickets by an hour I bet you I was in the same place, Michael, with you so many times. When oh, we yeah. Did, yeah.
0: Buying it's tickets weird for how shows. That
2: all works out. You because know,
0: at, at the Great American Music, in-store. I mean, yes, we were at so many events that we just weren't friends at that time.
1: No, mm-hmm. no, both of you. How about this? And at some point, this had to have happened. And we may have talked about this before, but I, I don't know if we went into detail. I remember when I met Liz, I was in my early 20s. And my whole bedroom in the the late eighties was still all kids. And I remember I'm like, whatever, we're just getting to know one. I wish she knew I played in a band and I'm like, um, eventually you're going to come over my house. And I am a big kiss fan and my whole fucking room is kiss. And that's who I am. And if we're moving forward, you got to know that this is a big part of me. And you know what? Kind of looked around and went, it's kind of weird, but good guy. She's like, <laughs> looking no. around,
0: good guy. I could sell all this stuff eventually.
1: My retirement. <laughs> well, well, and at that, also at, at that time, you know, nothing. But
2: see, there's the self-confidence <clears throat> again. You put yourself out there. There's some people who would have hid that. You know, and oh, I'm not saying that's sure. right or wrong. I'm just advocating for living your life the best way you know how for you. That's that's what this whole story is about. And also just the fact from my personal uh belief in God that this is a sign of a a miniature miracle, if you want to call it, for me at sure. least. Like this was a gift you find me. that sign you like, yeah. like and at a friend's store by another friend's hand. 40 years later, you know, so I just, this just reaffirms my faith in everything and that I'm on the right path to do what I should be doing. And some people will say that I'm out of line and that I'm blowing it out of proportion and that's fine. You can feel that way. But I I was just, I'm still like, it's been what, four or five, six days. I'm just like, can't believe it. So I just wanted to share it with you, but I'll I'll post that story next week on our page. You can read it for yourself because there's other content in there that I'm not going to go into right now. But I just wanted to let people know that it was there.
0: I mean that that's awesome. I mean, frankly, Tommy, that is what this whole podcast is about. Totally. Yeah, we get we totally we get some amazing guests that reveal things like You know, Bob Kulik playing on Alive and stuff like that. But it's sharing stories and rediscovery of memories and long lost stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. Thank God this band is pushing 50 years that there's stuff that we can have from 40 years ago that we're just discovering now that we thought we had long lost or forgot we even did it. I mean, again, we, you know, we, we've said it. I mean, imagine if Kiss was only around for five years. I mean, there's not a lot of, it's not a lot of time to do much.
2: Mm -mm. Well, and it's funny because it's the first person I contacted when I left the store was Bill. Bill and I grew up next to each other. He's probably my oldest friend. I was born on the 19th, and he was born on the 22nd. I've literally known him my entire life. He couldn't believe it. He was just, his mind was blown by that. And then he dug out a photo, and I added the photo to the um, article. And so you guys can see it, that this is actually really happened. And it's just, it's I don't know, it's just, I, I wish... I hope and wish for each and every one of you that you have an experience like this, whether it's a kiss related experience or not, just something that brings you joy and memories from your childhood. Cause I had completely forgotten we had done this. I mean, I was aware of it, but you know, time passes and, and your head gets filled with so much other garbage, you know, and it was just nice to take a trip down memory lane. And then that opened up all these other memories which then led to people sending me private messages about stuff and relaying to me messages like this for them about something that was important to them in their lives and i've 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 kind of reconnected with some people in high school over the last several years that were friends on facebook but we weren't really friends in high school we didn't know each other very well other than taking classes and i come to find out oh yeah we we all bought guitars and we tried to get a band going and and i love music and i'm discovering all these people that i probably would have been friends with in high school that actually had so many of the same likes that i did but just didn't know it because when you have a class of 650 there's just no freaking way you're going to get
1: to know everybody right so that was another thing i was for my high school class was only like 120 because i went to a you know catholic school all high all boys high school and it was you, you, you know, you at least cross paths with everybody, you know, well, yeah, mean. 140 is way more manageable.
0: Yeah, I think I think my my class was 500 people. I think everybody in the high school was probably close to 1500 kids in that high school.
2: Oh, yeah, easily, easily. So it's very hard. It's almost kind of like you have to wear the badge to, to know. So it's like you could make friends with someone else who was wearing a black Sabbath shirt. Cause you're like, okay, at least they like the same kind of
1: music I like, you know, that, that's how I met my matter of fact, he's the guitar player and, and love for dead. We, we went to community college together. So this is, you know, right in 1983. And I think I was wearing like a twisted sister shirt and you were on like a scorpions or one of the two, it was like that. And we're like, Hey, and we're yeah. the only ones, you know, with long hair. I'm like, hey, you like that? We just became friends. We weren't bandmates till many years later, but that's exactly what it was. We were the, the, the two metal heads that mm-hmm. like, hey, you dress like I do, and you listen to the same stuff that I do. and you should be friends. Yeah,
2: that's mm-hmm. it's really just like Which that. that's another experience, too, that doesn't seem to happen as much because that's the thing about technology. It's it. I'm not saying that you can't have this kind of experience in your life if you're younger but there's so much that went on in that time frame because we didn't have so many distractions yeah we had three tv channels until mtv and and cable came out we had you know one or two rock stations mark obviously had more kids no video games yeah we we would we would hang out at the mall we would go roller skating, and we would buy records. And we would hang out at each other's houses, or we'd hang out at the beach. But everyone that I was with, somebody in the group always had a boombox, they always had the cassettes. And we listened to Queen and Kiss and Motley and Black Sabbath and Van Halen and Scorpions and all that music. And so much of that just isn't there anymore, because it's younger people have video
0: games but but you you know i will i will say from the other side of it um we all know when you're in high school as you illustrated it's hard to identify somebody unless they were wearing a big badge like a t-shirt yeah otherwise most high schools when we were growing up were broken into the um the burnouts Mm -hmm. which usually were the led zeppelin the deep purple the they would wear the 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 denim vests and stuff like that. And they were the guys that guys and girls that were smoking down in the pit between classes. Then you had the jocks, who were all about sports. Then you had the science geeks. So you 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 had to fit into a very large general group. Mm-hmm. And then there was the group of just nobodies. You weren't into sports, you weren't into smoking, you weren't into science, you were just a kid that walks down the hall. Mm -hmm. Today, I think it's a lot easier to learn about people, because you can just jump on a Facebook page and scroll through somebody's history and go, okay, I see them talking about this movie, they went to that concert, and this is where they go on vacation, and this is the type of games he plays, and he likes this sports team's, you know, it's like you can. I mean, it's like dating. To me, online dating became so much easier because you wouldn't have to take three or four dates to start learning about somebody. You could learn about somebody in a matter of minutes before even getting involved with them.
1: Yeah, but Mike, back I'll tell you why it, pre pre internet is better because you didn't go in with any prejudice.
0: True. No, I, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying there are, in my mind, some benefits of Internet in that you can learn that that classmate is also a Kiss fan because they posted they went to a Kiss concert. I mean, that that's all I'm saying. You wouldn't you wouldn't know that in our day and age unless they actually wore the T-shirt after the concert to school
1: but, the next but, day. But I'm saying that's better. Um, And I'll, I'll tell you why it, it's better, much like I, I said earlier. And this is I'm just again, I I know no neither one of us is taking a stance on this. But in my opinion, when you met somebody in our day and age, you got to know them more and you found out those things eventually. And I think you had more of an open mind back then. Everything now with this day and age you're either, you know, Yankees or Mets or a conservative or, you know, liberal or, you know, this or that. It's it's like, I don't want just being people. And maybe I like this a little bit. And I like that a little bit. I like this a little bit. I like that a little bit. It's, it's, I, I think, you know, the, the dating services and all, I, I, you know, what? just, (laughs) I know this sounds crazy, but I think the, the barn dance way is, was the best way to do it. You, you you go and you talk and you get to know somebody, and it's probably good you don't know everything that they went through because you're going to learn that over time. I, I just I think that's better, and I think that's one of the reasons too that you know you can pick up with people all these years later, and you're different people, but you know you you. You know, as long as you're yourself, you never have anything to worry about. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if somebody was looking for a certain something, they can be phony. And that never works out well in the end. You know what I mean? It Always be yourself. Always be, pr- always proudly and boldly. be
0: yourself. Oh, oh, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, whether it was back then or whether it's today, you've just got to be yourself. You've got to be, you got to be proud of what you, who you are, what you like, what makes you happy and and this goes back to what the whole thing Tommy's talking about and and don't let anybody else tell you you're wrong you're less of a person because because you're a Kiss fan be- because you like because you like crazy nights because you whatever it is it doesn't matter i mean that's what it comes down to just be happy with what you are who you are what you like what makes you happy and let those other people worry about it in their life that's their life they're messing with
1: mike it just doesn't matter because all the really good looking girls are going to go out with the guys from camp mohawk because they got all the money It just (laughs) doesn't
2: matter. It just just doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It just just doesn't doesn't matter.
0: matter. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh my God.
1: I love that movie. those, those, those,
0: those, those, Those movies back then were perfection
2: yeah Yeah. i could do a whole show just on that so
0: but yeah i that was really
2: all i wanted to say today is to don't don't lose your child inside of you you know don't lose that wonderment and that joy and that passion and live the best life you can today do the best you can today and be everything that you want to be i want that for each
1: and every one of you to all have the best life you could have all right, kumbaya time, guys. This is making soup. So, uh, Home,
0: uh, homework first homework question What movie is it just doesn't matter from? <laughs> okay, you're, gonna, you're either gonna just flat out know immediately, or you're gonna really have to do some digging. Mm-hmm.
2: That ain't need, that's not an easy trivia question.
0: Camp Mohawk, it just
1: doesn't, it doesn't. matter. <laughs> This bus is a piece of junk. (laughs) Oh, that's how we,
0: listen, that's how we spent our summers going to movies like that every week during the summer was a different movie we would Hold go to second. see.
1: Can you, can you guys join? We are the C.I.T. so piteous. The kids are brats, the food is hideous. We're going to drink and smoke and fool around. We're North Star CITs. <laughs> that
0: was our summer. Because there was oh God, no cable yeah. TV. There was nothing else to do. So you, every week... We went to a different movie. Every Sunday, I look forward to opening up the entertainment section to see the pages of movie ads.
2: Starting Friday.
0: What movies were coming out?
2: I spent hours. I loved those. That's the one thing I can tell you about movies in general that have really kind of changed for me that I wish they would go back to is I love the artwork of those movies. Those
0: ads. Yeah, I love those. those were I love cool to see when, when whenever I see somebody post an old newspaper uh, scan of movie ads, it's just like oh, it's fantastic. Boom, flashback right to that. I'm like, oh, which movie do I want to go see this week? You know, cool. and, and and again, I remember. I mean, it's like I remember one week. It's like we went and saw E.T. The next week we went and saw Poltergeist, and then it was just movie every week. It was. Mm-hmm. Let's you get your buddies together. Who's got a car, or whose mom can drive us? And you go to the mall, and you go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And the midnight movies, midnight movies were great. Those the
2: best Dawn of the Dead, Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, and, and a lot of that um,
0: Stexploitation Stexploitation movies. exploitation yeah, well, movies, <laughs> like Cage where, Team. where 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 they would take <laughs> something like Peter Pan, but make an. Hard R rated version of Peter Pan that only shows at midnight.
1: <laughs> Wasn't it like Flash Gordon instead of Flash Gordon? Yes, Flash exactly. Gordon,
0: Gordon. You know, Isla and the SS Nazi priestess or whatever it was. Or the it was
2: Toxic like, Avenger.
0: Oh, God. Those were, those Those were, that. that's how we spent like a Friday night or a Saturday mm-hmm. night. You'd go to, we'd go to like Eden Prairie Mall. Yep. Go go see the midnight movies. I remember seeing like Friday the Thirteenth at a midnight movie. Oh yeah, the and very and first Friday the Thirteenth.
1: I allegedly uh, would not eat the meatloaf. Uh, you know, I, I, at midnight. Uh, I loved Rocky Horror. We, my, I think my entire junior year, we went like every Saturday.
0: I never but, got yeah. into the Rocky Horror. Oh, I, I had a spiel. We just
1: went because you could you could sneak beer into the theater and throw popcorn and squirt guns and throw. Oh yeah, would you throw, oh.
0: you throw toast, right?
1: Yes, yeah.
2: but we, but we'd put like, uh, we put peanut butter on it. And, <laughs> and then what we would do is we'd we find like a large empty popcorn container from whoever was there before, run upstairs at the Uptown Theater, fill it full of water, water. between oh, yeah. us. And then we had one of these long syringes and we'd like, <laughs> and we'd just start blasting all the jocks that were sitting up front
1: in the back of the head. It was
0: fantastic. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. We had very similar, uh, very similar. All right so
0: so 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 home, homework what was the movie we referenced mm-hmm. um do you have your own version of what tommy just illustrated is there something that you discovered after many many years that brought you back to your childhood and early memory put a huge smile on your face something along those lines and it doesn't have to be kiss related just anything but it's more fun if it's kiss related Oh, of course it is. It, it it is, but you know we're we're we're
1: we're the easy teachers. Mm-hmm. We make homework here. whatever. And I it got is. through, and I got through without freezing up today. I'm all excited.
0: Well, I did freeze up. Okay. First, you, you you did it a couple times, but we didn't want to tell you because it would have just triggered you.
1: Oh, it would. I would have been.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, all right. I. You know. That's it. There's let's let's not talk about any other kiss
1: crap let's be done yeah. let's just let's everybody go eat else soup. does that yeah let's go eat soup
0: go eat soup Mark's gonna go eat soup and we're just gonna leave we're gonna leave with memories of being a 12 year old and yeah. I know just saying that's gonna piss off some people it will and I'm that's glad it does there. I'm glad yeah. it does that's it everybody three sides of the coin
1: we're out of here if you have something to say leave a voicemail or send us a text message call 320. 320- 515 Voices for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com That's Mars with a Z.